1: Oh my goodness. There goes those horns. What is up everybody and welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go. (laughs) There it is. Uh, Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR whenever you sign up. Guys, 1230 time slot, the new time slot now and going forward. Uh, We will be here probably for at least the month of July, if not into August, as the Broncos have taken over our time slot. Because they have training camp beginning today, of course. They're president. We're in the off-season, they're flipping the switch through the on-season, so they get uh, priority for timing. But we're gonna be at this 12:30 time, which I think works really well here, obviously in Denver, the lunch hour, and abroad. Our homies in Serbia, who I see are already in the chat. Not too, I know old man Miroslav likes to get to bed early. He drinks his warm glass of milk and then gets to bed early, so this should help him a little bit um, there. I've got two special guests today, or I've got a, a host and a special guest, both of whom seem to be in a hostage situation. Bare walls. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, I can't tell. Blink if you guys are okay. First off, it's Harrison Wynn. I'm doing great, man.
0: Yes, coming to you from another undisclosed location where the internet should be better. I've totally rigged up my uh, fiance's parents' house with new internet, so I,
1: I hope they appreciate that. But um, yeah, I'm good. I like it. You're not fuzzy. You're not pixelated. We get to see that beautiful face of yours. Another beautiful face, Ryan Blackbird, who also same decorating style as Harrison. Nothing on the walls. <laughs> we call it minimalism. It looks great, Ryan.
2: Oh, thank you, guys. I uh, I moved into a new place. Still haven't put the things up on the walls yet, but I'm excited to to get going here uh, it, is a, it is a bare white apartment right now. So we're, uh, we're, it's a blank canvas, if you will. That chair looks very comfortable, though. I love this chair, man. I got this chair. I was like, okay, had the same desk chair for like 12 years. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Let's, uh, it's, it's time for a new one here, and I decided to invest in a good one. If
0: you are in our position, you must splurge on the desk chair. It's <laughs> because so you're sitting in the desk chair more than you're literally doing anything else other than sleeping.
1: Maybe not more than sleeping, but probably other than sleeping. On on this point, I do almost all of my work out on my deck or just in my living room because it's just comfortable for me when I when I'm at home. And I'm trying to like redo my entire office so that mm-hmm. it's like a fun place for it to be. So I'm getting a little bit weird. I don't know if it's gonna work. I might spend like some money painting and doing all this stuff and just turn into a weird room I still don't use. But I'm trying to do <laughs> that because it's true. Like if you make it's like a dog, will you ever train a dog? you get the crate and you make it all, you put the toys in there, you put like, you know, you make it all comfy and then they want to be there. So it's like easy yeah. to train them. I'm doing that, but to myself. Hey, I'm excited to it. see what you come up with, man. <laughs> now I'm excited. Um, all right, guys, today's show is going to be a, a content rich one. So we're going to dive right into it. Ryan is, you know, you've got a lot of corners on uh, on Nuggets Conversation, a lot of corners you, you sort of own. But one of them, maybe the number one, uh corner you own is on the rotation you like analyzing it projecting it and kind of breaking it down it's one of the most important things to analyze about a coach's decision tree is how does he put players out there and so today i thought it would be fun to have you on and just kind of start to preview that kale i'm going to bring this up real quick later on in the show we're going to take a look at this <laughs> you, you guys that follow ryan on, on social media will recognize this this is the uh like rotation breakdown we're going to do that in segment two but I thought I would start, RB, uh, by asking you, first question, what's one lineup? It doesn't have to be the best. It doesn't have to be a closing or this or that. But what's one lineup you personally are very excited to see? Well,
2: I love doing this because it, when you when you fit things together, this is I've actually learned this from you, I think, that basketball is all about five pieces fitted together and, and doing some great things on both sides of the court. And so one of the lineups first of all, it has to include Murray and MPJ, I think. We're, we want to see those guys on the floor. We haven't seen them yet. And the two most important factors in my personal happiness for the Nuggets last year were Nicole Jokic and Bones Highland. So you're going to okay. throw them in there we already, as well. We
1: already have like four guys that are locks for any... like These are the
2: vibes crew right here. This is, this is how Denver will be extremely happy throughout
1: the year. So real quick, and, before you begin yeah. the last piece, Bones, Murray, backcourt, who is the lead ball handler, in your opinion, in this one? I think it's
2: extremely interchangeable, and that's one of the great things about both of those guys, but I think there's an argument that it could be Bones, and because and both of those guys are exceedingly good in the pick and roll, especially when they get that space. I don't think Bones had a lot of space to operate last year, and he still managed to make it work, just kind of going back and looking at some of the clips. He is fantastic when it comes to a spaced floor. And if he runs pick and roll with Jokic, then you space him out with guys like KCP, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. I feel like that's an unstoppable force. And that's a lineup that I'm really excited to see
1: Denver go to. So the last one was KCP. A little bit of a small lineup. I mean, that's, that's, it's certainly a fun one. There's only one defensive player in that group. So I don't know what the circumstance would be like, in your opinion, is this a lineup you trot out in the second quarter or first quarter? Like, is it, is that a lineup you arrive at, or is this more of a specialty circumstances call for us to try to go to this very offensively? Cause even KCP, playing him i'm I'm guessing i don't know his game well enough to say this but i'm guessing he's a better defender at one and two than he is at three i'm guessing that's his third best position to guard so (laughs) this is a very offensive heavy lineup
2: it's it's definitely a lineup where you can't do this against a big wing somebody like a Kawhi, somebody like a lebron because you're putting yourself at a really uh disadvantaged position but if you have mostly guards that you're trying to focus against or, or a big like with Jokic that you're trying to focus against. This is a lineup that I would go to if I were up 10 and then you're in the second quarter or in the fourth quarter and you just blitz the opposing team to hell and they can't stop you. They can't like, you're either going to take it up to 15 or 20, or if you're in the fourth quarter, they'll just never catch up because they'll never get enough stops to come back into a game like that.
1: Harrison, over, under a hundred minutes, we're going to see of this lineup. <laughs> this, you know what this lineup does not sound like a Michael Malone A Michael Malone type <laughs> of lineup.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about balancing out offensive firepower, which is defensive steadiness. Yeah. This isn't the lineup for you.
1: Um, they might get murdered defensively. Honestly, man, like this is oh, they definitely movie.
0: will get murdered defensively. You kidding. Yeah. Uh, I would say under a thousand minutes for this.
1: Lineup. A thousand, of course. Like, a, <laughs> I think the Nuggets lead, the leading lineup gets about 800 minutes. So a hundred minutes would be okay. like a hundred minutes is sort of a cutoff for that's a lineup. You kind of go to somewhat regularly. I feel actually maybe 70 minutes is like a lineup you go to regularly, even Here's, if it's not yeah. a main one. Just. Here's how this lineup gets on the floor.
0: If there's an emphasis this season to play Michael Porter Jr. At the four. Like we've seen in past years, that might be his best position.
1: It's definitely. So he's,
0: an- <laughs> he's an incredible rebounder at the four. I yeah. think defensively, that might be his best position as well. Like, and offensively, if you have him at the four, like that just spaces the floor so ridiculously well. And the thing is, how the Nuggets rotation is shaping up this season, I don't know how many four minutes there are for him with, yeah. you know, Jeff Green and Zeke Najee. I I don't know how many available minutes are there with Aaron Gordon starting, obviously. So if there's an emphasis to play him at the four, maybe your first sub of the game is Bones Highland for Aaron Gordon.
1: Yeah, I just don't see it. I I don't don't either. That's how it gets on the the floor, floor, though. (laughs) (laughs) I would love it. It would be fun. Mike D'Antoni might go to this one a lot, but I don't think Michael Malone is. Um, Is this the best offensive lineup, in your opinion, Ryan?
2: I think probably. Uh, There's probably an argument for Bruce Brown in there in place of KCP. One of the reasons because I think it's not necessarily all about spacing with some of those lineups. You need somebody that's going to put pressure on the rim. And Jokic a lot of times will do that, but having a guard and and specifically somebody like a Bruce Brown that can kind of invert the offense the way that he does, there's something alluring about that. There's some of the stuff that he did with Brooklyn. He's going to be in the dunker spot sometimes. He's going to be uh, setting screens sometimes for a Jokic pick and roll. That's awesome. There's so, nice. there's so much fun that, that you can get into with that. And if that's not it, KCP is probably in there because he's the 40% three-point shooter. But
1: if he doesn't shoot 40%, then maybe there's an argument for somebody else. Harrison, do you have a lineup? Again, doesn't have to be a best one, but just one you want to see. You're like, I'm, I'm very intrigued yeah. by this.
0: Yeah, it's the starters. It's the starters for me. It's Jamal Murray, KCP, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic. I mean, if if the Nuggets are going to be as dominant as I think they can be this regular season, it's probably going to be because that lineup is just unstoppable. And I think it can be like the combination of offense and defense there, shooting, playmaking. It, it's just you got it all. And look, I think the Nuggets might have the best starting five in the league. And like I would put that starting five up against anybody. I, I just think it meshes so well. It's the best starting five of the Okachera. And I, it's going to be the Nuggets' most played lineup. I think it's going to be their best in terms of net rating. I, I, I can't wait to see the starters.
1: I kind of agree with Harrison on this one because these other ones are fun. But it's always like you put – like they're more fun on offense. They're, you're going to add some coins into the offensive bank. But you take some out on the defense that is like enough that – it almost will feel like a novelty. Like that lineup you just rolled out, Ryan, could it defend at a high enough level that we're having fun with it? And I just don't know. I think there'll be nights when, yeah, you go six for six and six straight possessions and it's like, this is incredible. But odds are you're still going to miss some shots. You're still going to go three or four of six over a six possession sample. Even if you got wide open looks, you're probably not going to make all of them. And then what are you giving up on the other end? I mean, there's just no defense in that group other than KCP, who, again, I don't think is the type of player that makes that level of impact. So that's the only reason the starters to me, I think, are 90 to 95% of the offense you're talking about, but they're just so much more of the defense. So I think my answer is boring too, starters. Well,
2: Denver's going to have to kind of figure that out because Bones is their sixth or seventh man. And the lineup that I just used had four other starters in it so it's probably something that denver's going to have to go to at various points with injuries and even if like they might get a 130 offensive rating with something something like that and even if they give up a 115 which is pretty bad they're still a plus 15 that's 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 sort of my my approach to stuff like this and if it's not bones i do think that you can kind of mix in bruce brown with some of those groups as well but i do think one of those lineups, Murray, Bruce Brown, KCP, Porter, Jokic, could kind of be the hybrid between what you're talking about here where you you move Aaron Gordon out of there, you give Bruce Brown in there a little bit smaller but still defensively sound, and right. you move Porter to the four. and that's, that's kind of what we're talking about, best of both worlds here. Yeah.
1: I think the one lineup, if I t- tweaked yours a little bit that might be more intriguing to me, is take KCP out and put Bones in. So it's the same thing before you took out Aaron Gordon and put Bones in. If you just took out KCP, so it goes Murray, Bones, MPJ, AG, Jokic, that one to me might work. And part of this is, again, you're asking point of attack defense. This doesn't work against like a super dynamic backcourt with fast guards, so there's a time and place for it. But if you don't worry as much about that, I do think Murray and Bones defensively don't lower you as much against most teams the way that maybe having three little guys out there would like you're still going to have this size mismatch of the forwards so i'd be excited for that all right what about this one possession left nuggets up one 20 seconds to go other team has the ball so you need to stop and you have a timeout there's no thinking about going the other way you're just trying to get one stop what's your five man you roll out
2: can i go to mason Plumlee?
1: But <laughs> no, no, we're that. not
2: we're not switching anything
0: though. <laughs> oh excuse me.
2: Uh, okay, well then if I were trying to get one stop, I feel like Bruce Brown has to be in there in some way, shape, or form. For probably sure. for Michael Porter Jr. And then the question I think you get into is okay, is Jamal Murray is he good enough defensively in some of these cases? Or does Denver kind of need to go with a little bit of a bigger wing? Somebody like They're a Christian Brown, somebody like, even a Zeke Najee, like you you could still play a little bit bigger in that case, but he's good enough on the perimeter to pretty much switch everything. I think you're probably getting too big in that case. So what I'd probably go with is the Jamal, Bruce Brown, KCP, Gordon, Jokic lineup. But uh, I think you can play around with it. And if you're going for just one stop, there's there's no problem with Murray sitting for that possession.
1: Especially early on, I'm curious if they'll put Murray on the court for those. Like early on, if you're asking him, hey, it's one pos- I, I, it, it always gets weird. And then at what point do you put him into those moments? Like it, that, that, that'll be a weird storyline. Harrison, what's your lineup there? One stop. It might be
0: the same one with KCP and Bruce Brown and Aaron Gordon. You know, those three guys are out there. I'm so curious to see just the type of defender Jamal Murray is coming back from this injury. Is he stronger? Is he, is he just better on that end of the floor? And I mean, I don't know if at point guard, there's like necessarily even a better option. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, at center, look, if I need one stop, are are you guys having Nico Jokic out there? If you need one stop against the Warriors,
1: because I'm probably not. Um, I think I still am. Like the thing about Jokic <laughs> is, if you take him out, who are you putting in? Jeff Green or Zeke Naji? Like I don't think you're putting DeAndre Jordan out there. So you're no. gonna have <laughs> Zeke Naji or Jeff Green, that just uh, limits you a little bit. Part of last possession, especially when we're talking 20 seconds, it's grab the rebound. This is like Jokic is going to quarterback everything. I think he's going to communicate everything, and he's going to finish the possession once it goes up. Now he might give up a better possession than some of these guys. I don't know. I think that can be a little overstated. But more than anything, like, Zeke Nagy and Jeff Green are famously bad rebounders. Wasn't there a game this year where Jeff Green was on the court for an offensive rebound where it's like they did a good job, got the stop, and then the offensive rebound went? I think there was a game like that. Yeah, right yeah. it was
2: it was game three against the Warriors where Andrew Wiggins just kind of soars in there and You're right, the player. ball falls right in between Jeff right. Green, Will Barton, and somebody else I don't remember. but And it, I don't think that was an anomaly, by
1: the way. I feel like yeah. if I'm the other team and I see that lineup roll out, I'm like – if I'm a coach I'm and Jokic is not in there, I'm making that point. I'm like, everybody be ready to crash the offensive class. You've got a great chance of grabbing it against the, yeah. that group. It's, so. it's a valid point for sure. It's it's definitely a valid point.
0: I think I, a
2: sneaky lineup, by the way, that we should probably talk about includes Christian Brown, where you've yeah. got Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, KCP, Gordon, and Jokic. You could go Gordon and Najee if you're looking for extremely switchable or, or even right. Gordon and Jeff Green, but Christian Brown is is going to be utilized in some of these situations. He's pretty smart. He's going to switch everything. He's going to be in people's grills. And the hope is that he doesn't foul and make a rookie mistake. But I don't, I don't expect him to be a guy that makes a bunch of rookie mistakes on the defensive end.
1: You know, though, in summer league, he kind of did, including the loss to the Timberwolves. That was on him. That was a switch. If you remember, they stormed all the way back. They were down like one. And was it what's his name? He just got the deal. Was it Kavon Harris? Is that the guy that just got the deal? He gets that monster dunk and it was off of a Christian <laughs> yeah. Brown blown switch. Mm. So I'm with you. And I but I do think it's a tough spot to put him in and say, like, hey, rookie, go. But nonetheless, I'm with you. I actually think. I'm surprised that people were so low on Christian Brown summer league. Cause I, I actually thought defensively, I'm like this guy, I think he's an NBA defender. Dude,
0: the, the types of stuff Christian Brown does defensively is, is just the stuff that you don't notice. Like how he gets over screens, you know, yeah. like, like so, something like that
1: <laughs> or how he gets through or just, just around screens. Like you don't notice yeah. the absence of a thing. How,
0: like, how he, he denies beat. his guy, the ball, when he's like defending right. one pass away he is so good at that kind of stuff, um, yeah. but it just kind of goes under the radar.
1: I think I am intrigued with that as well. Like here's the weird thing in years past, we could talk about offensive lineups, but the, the defensive lineups at the end were almost set. There was maybe one guy like should we take Barton out, but now it's weird. It's the other way. Now you could look at this and say Christian Brown, uh, Dave on Reed, maybe just for length purposes, you've got Zibinagi, yeah, who could him. make a case, Jeff green, who could make a case for being out there. Like, Then Michael Malone actually has tougher options, I feel, for a defensive one-stop lineup than he does for an offensive one. And I don't think that was ever the case before. Um, All right, let's go to the other side of the court. Best offense. You're down one point. You've got 20 seconds left in the ball. What do you do, Ryan?
2: It's tough because I I think there is a possibility that Aaron Gordon should be on the court because he gets around the rim. He gets into those offensive rebounding and back cutting situations that a guy like Jokic could find him for pretty consistently but I feel like Michael Porter can do that too and I feel like you're probably just going to go for spacing you're probably going to go for shooting and
1: I would go with Bones, Jamal, KCP, Porter, Jokic. This is your fun lineup Um, this is the one that you had before and it's your it's also your one minute left how what's this offensive rating there's no defensive rating for this lineup. They're only playing, let's say, these one possession. Like, what are they scoring on average? You come out of the timeout knowing we're going to score X amount of points here. I think it's a 1.3 or a
2: 130 offensive rating. Like, that's, that's the hope that you get into where Jokic is just diming up everybody and those guys are high enough level shooters that they'll make those shots.
1: I think you're right. I mean, I, put, I don't know if you saw the stat I put out a few days ago but the Porter Murray Jokic Gordon minutes there weren't many of them or oh, I'm sorry just the Porter Murray Jokic minutes 126.4 offensive rating over two seasons 2000 possessions it's not it's not a big sample size but it's not a small one like for a three man combo that's a pretty good read and 126.4 is absurd you add in you know two more just offensive players and I I'm I'm with you I think 1.3 130 offensive rating is it is very possible. Harrison, what are you going to? It's the same one. It's just if you put
0: Jamal Murray and Nico Jokic in a pick and roll, or Bones Highland and Nico Jokic in a pick and roll, and space the floor with Michael Porter Jr. in one corner, plus 40% three point shooter from there, KCP in the other corner, 40% three point shooter from there, like oh, it's, okay. it's unstoppable. You're either going to get a Jokic shot in the paint. Or you're gonna get like a wide open three, yeah. so it's it's an unstoppable lineup. I think um, at that point you're just like turning down really great shots for the, like the best shot in basketball. I feel like
1: what what are the chances Malone does this? Do you feel like that's a lineup Malone would go to in those in that moment? I yeah, think
0: he'll, yeah. I think I'll yeah. probably
2: default to the starters most of the time. But I I mean, if Bones has it going, then. Malone has shown a propensity to give him the opportunities. And so he's going to be the sixth or seventh man throughout the entire year next yeah. year. So like, he's, he's going to have these opportunities for sure.
1: Is there any chance that Malone puts out Zeke Naji in this situation? Is like, Zeke Naji might be the best, just like stand in the corner. And if you're open catch and shoot guy and then KCP versus bones, if your play is simple enough, you're talking 20 seconds. Do you need two ball handlers or is this, we're doing spread pick and roll. We're getting, we're going to run this action, but we're going to arrive at murray Jokic two-man game, and we need three standstill players. What are our best? Michael Porter, no question. I think Zeke might be the second best. I mean, we'll have to see how his season goes, but if he picks up where he left off the last two seasons as a shooter, sticking him in the corner is like a great bet. And then KCP versus Bones. Bones gives you that extra dynamic. of the play breaks down, you got something. But if you're just talking standstill shooter, I guess it's probably still Bones, but it's close. Well, because go, – go ahead, Harrison. No,
0: I was just going to say oh. uh, I, I think it's – I think it is close. Like Najee's a knockdown three-point shooter. I think usually you think of Bones as, you know, like maybe a little – definitely more of a pull-up guy. Um, but it, putting Najee in there is so interesting because I just have no idea what Najee's role is going to be next season. Like out of anybody
1: play, on that possession, 20 seconds left. Don't you think just stick him in a corner? This is like a, Hey, we run a little screen and then you just pop to the corner.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, if he's playing that night, yeah, you definitely could. <laughs>
1: I think See, there's he's a- playing this year. He's playing. One of the, one of the good is reasons he- <laughs> about having bones
2: out there though is, is he can space out to like 28 or 30 feet when, yeah, you, yeah. when you're going
1: above the arc. Uh, yeah. you stick Casey you need, you need Najee in, the Najee in the corner. Najee has to be in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I think that's an interesting one. All right. Let's take a quick break. On the other side, I do want – those are the best one-possession lineups, but I do want to talk about five minutes and you need offense or five minutes and you need defense, which is a different circumstance. This is possessional. Um, So we'll do that on the other side. Guys, make sure to
0: pick up some Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of – dnvr breck brew is the perfect beer for summer for really any type of occasion Uh, make sure to pick up some avalanche amber ales to celebrate the av stanley cup run uh, you can pick those up wherever breck brew is sold if you don't know where to get breck brew check out their breck brew beer locator on their website that will tell you where to get Breckenridge brewery uh, no matter where you are uh, what state uh, what city you'll be able to find it Uh, so pick up some avalanche amber And make sure to pick up some Breck Brew this week. Breck Brew, the official beer of DNVR. Also, MMA fans, as the fighters face off during UFC 277, you can take down your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. This Saturday, new customers can bet $5 on any fighter to win and get $100 in free bets, win or lose. Want even more action? You can also double your winnings. On a same-game parlay, combine multiple bets like which fighter will win, how long the fight will last, and more. Just place your UFC 277 same-game parlay. If it hits, you'll win double. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash, whatever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code DNVR. Bet $5 on any UFC 277 fighter to win. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code DNVR. This Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling
1: problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I see this comment from Marquise down here. He says, I don't know, man. Zeke cold off the bench after like eight minutes of sitting. Doubt he would put him in there. Maybe. Like, look, there. Zeke Naji can break one of two ways right now. He might be the seventh best player on the Nuggets next season. Like, Or eighth get best, I guess. Bones and and, and Bruce Brown, the, the guys that are pretty likely to be your sixth and seventh man. But after that, we're talking about Jeff Green, Zeke Naji, Davon Reed, Christian Brown. Like, there's an opening there. So we're gonna do this in a moment where we fill out the rotation, but it's possible Zeke is playing until the seven, you know, eight, seven, six minute mark of the fourth, just naturally, if that's his role. And so you're actually not talking like as a shooter, you know, that's actually not that uncommon for a guy to be sitting five minutes and then come in for one possession as a shooter. Like you stay ready for that. So I don't think it's that crazy. Again, it would require him playing more minutes than he ever has and shooting that same percentage at that point i think he would be known and your team would trust you as a go to shooter Zeke, Zeke
0: Najee, 46% from 3 on catch and shoot jumpers last season
1: i honestly think 46%. it's a underrated how automatic he is like if we again we don't have the sample size for it but if you just said we need our best shoot catch and shoot shooters floor spacers he's right there with michael porter to me like so yeah, far that was he's the best on, the that was the best mark on the nuggets last season so so we'll see um all right, we get into um, the last ones here, which is the clutch defensive lineup. This is, you know, maybe you're up 10 points or maybe you're up, you know, just a little bit, but the, the other team's starting to catch fire. You call a timeout, five minutes, four minutes left in the game. It's clutch time. You're up seven or five or whatever, and you need defense. What's the lineup you go to, Ryan?
2: Oh, it's tough. Like when you frame it like that, it's going to be weird to take Michael Porter Jr. off the floor. It's just going to be it? weird in those situations. Well, in those situations, if you're, if you're planning on him being the third best player on the team, you're planning on him uh, maybe having an all-star ceiling or maybe that's something that he's discussed. I know you guys talked about this before, but it, there's, there's a possibility that he still believes himself that way and is not going to be super, super happy if he's got 25 points going into the fourth and then he just doesn't play. So
1: I think I, that the last year's injury, missing that much time, has taken the bite off of that thing it's also taken the odds of him being just a solidified even more I just feel like the nuggets are at a point with him and he has to probably be at a point with himself where it's like it's understandable that I might not be on the court for certain now if we talk about playoff series that's where it's going to get real uncomfortable because it might be not just a one game thing it might be every night in some matchups but to me I I mean we'll see how it plays out I just think the bite has been taken off of that in ways it hasn't in previous years you're probably
2: right. And that's why when we get into this particular lineup, it's going to be that, that same defensive group. I think Jamal Murray, Bruce Brown, KCP, Gordon, and Jokic. Those are the guys that you trust. Those are the guys that if you're trying to hold a lead, you've got enough offense with the Jokic Murray pick and roll. And you've got your best three defenders, I think two through four. And that's, that's just mm-hmm. kind of how you got to roll.
1: I think that's going to be their best actual lineup. Not statistically, because the regular season, you can run up the scores, but I, I just have a, a sneaky sense that if the Nuggets win a championship this year, it's largely going to be because of that lineup. Yeah, I could see that as the Nuggets
0: most likely lineup that they're closing close games with, like, like we're talking about. Just those five guys, I mean, Michael Malone is going to have the utmost trust in all five of those guys. Like Those are his guys. I feel like Jamal Murray, KCP, Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, Nico Jokic, he is going to absolutely trust those guys to just not mess up defensively. And a lot of times,
1: you know, that's what you're going to need at the end of a close game. I think that we've learned from the Nuggets, Jokic and Murray, two-man game, that's good. You just need like a moderate amount of spacing. You don't need elite space. Elite spacing makes it unstoppable. You're going to be scoring every time down. But just good enough, guys that can are not – totally cheat off of me guys I think it works the question is Bruce Brown and Aaron Gordon they might be cheat off of me guys if I'm going up against the Nuggets I'm daring Bruce Brown to beat me with a little bit of daring Aaron Gordon to beat me it's tough
2: like you're going to be in that situation pretty consistently I think A, a guy like Draymond Green He's going to be on the court and he's going to be telling and screaming to everybody, do not guard this dude. Do not right. guard that dude. We are going to pack the paint and we're going to play basically a triangle in two or a triangle in negative two where you just you have two guys that don't guard on the perimeter. I'm, I'm very curious how that's going to work, because you would think that Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, they kind of fill similar roles from from an offensive standpoint where. It's you, know, you want those guys in the short corner. You want those guys setting screens, back cutting a little bit. And you can't have two guys doing that all the time.
1: Your offensive lineup, same situation. So this is like it's not one possession. It's four or five minutes straight. You need to make up some points. Um, where do you what do you go to there? In that
2: situation, I I think that you you're still going to need some defense, right? Like this is different from the yeah. the one possession lineup where you you have to get enough stops in order to get back into the game. You're going to still want Michael Porter out there for those situations. Actually, you're going to need Michael Porter out there in those situations. Yeah. So I think you're probably subbing Aaron Gordon for Bruce Brown, and you're going with those other starters. So you've got Murray, KCP, Brown, Porter, and Jokic, and you're going to have a guy like Bruce
1: Brown in the short corner
2: in those situations and Porter and KCP spacing.
1: Is it interesting Harrison, that this is another example of where Zeke Naji can really up his value to the nuggets. Like, cause none of us feel confident enough to count on him in this moment, like close game, you're down five, but you need to make a comeback. To me, he can guard and he can shoot. And if we, with Jokic, you don't worry as much about his interior defense slash rebounding. Cause it's like Yoke's going to handle that aspect of everything. But we just don't trust him yet. Like, he hasn't proven it. He hasn't proven that. But wouldn't he slide right into this, theoretically, this lineup, if he were to build up that trust over the first, I don't know, six weeks of the season? Yeah, I think he could.
0: Zeke is in such an interesting position this year because, what, he's entering his third season, correct? Yeah. He's entering, like, a moment where the Nuggets probably have to, you know, look at him this season and say, like, okay, is this a guy that we want to keep around? Is this a guy that we want to like really be aggressive and try to work out an extension with and right. sign and keep here long-term? Like this is the time to figure those things out. And yeah, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see how much he plays because this is the year where you've kind of got to decide if Zeke Nagy is part of the future.
1: I just feel like there's a chance that he fills that role. Um, and I think that that's what the Nuggets need. When you drafted him, you would hope that he could fill that role. Aaron Gordon, you paid the money. Like, that's the guy. And he's good. Zeke can't do all of the things that Aaron Gordon can do on defense. But can he do 90% of them? And does he give you that extra punch on offense where, hey, we might. it might just come down to Zeke Naji gets two threes in the corner over a four-minute span. And if he makes one yeah. or both of them, our odds of winning the game go up a lot. Like, yeah. it might come down to those margins. And, and he might do it. So to me, Zeke right. Naji represents a very, very interesting inflection point. He might also not be good this year. Like there's a chance totally. he's just not close to this. And this is an absurd conversation. Yeah. But it think- could be
0: just exactly the perfect Jokic role player. I mean, he is at his best a knockdown shooter, a really versatile defender for his size, a guy that can guard three through five on defense. And a guy who just knows his role and just knows what he's lane, good yeah. at. Like, that is what you want in a Jokic role player. And he checks all his boxes. I do think
2: it would get a little bit there, – there's, there's potential for that to go badly too, though, where you have him at the four, you have Jokic at the five, and then you're just playing Murray, KCP, and Bruce Brown. And Michael Porter and Aaron Gordon are looking at each other at the bench, like, weren't we paid to be out there? Like, this well, I think in this, in this
1: situation, Michael Porter is the three for me. Like, my if you're going offense, you have to have Michael Porter. He does. No matter what you say about him, does he fit in? Does he? It doesn't matter. When he's on the court with Murray and Jokic, they score every time down the court. So, yeah, he, he's he's part of this group. Aaron Gordon would be the one that in that situation, yeah, it's left again. I think that if the nuggets are down seven, eight points with five minutes to go, Malone's rolling with the starters, that's a really good offensive lineup and he's probably just going to roll with it. All right, let's open it up. Kale, let's get the uh, graphic going. Ryan, when you start these, when you do these, how do you get started? What, what's the first thing you look at?
2: The first thing I do is I pencil in the starters for six minutes in the first quarter every single okay. time because that is that is Michael Malone's go-to. He will play those guys six minutes, hell or high water, unless there's mm-hmm. one. A, a unless, to, unless they're of, playing the
0: Boston Celtics. <laughs> then, then they were, then they they're,
2: they're down 20 to four at the, the four-minute mark of that first quarter. Um, I do think that that's probably the most likely place where, where Michael Malone has kind of fallen into that. Uh, consistent habit. He, he wants those guys to get off to a oh, good brother. start, but he also he wants to establish
1: that rhythm, too. I think... Um, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you, man. And by the way, I think the Nuggets are up 85% <laughs> of the time in, at the six-minute mark. I really oh, do. For sure. They, I mean, they, they those, should be. Six minutes Is such a small sample size, weird things can happen, but I honestly think there are more games where the Nuggets are up eight points at this point than they are down four points. It's consistent really
2: 15 to 10, like 15 to 10 at the six-minute yeah. mark. That's where you're hoping for. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're
1: averaging about 28 to 30 points per quarter, and you're hoping to keep everybody below 15. And at home, it might even be more like 20 to, to 10 or something like where or, or say 24 to 16, like where the pace of the game has been picked up so much, but the Nuggets are scoring so much that that rhythm is like making the other team uncomfortable. Um, all right, so who's the first sub out? I think – the, the part of this conversation
2: that we need to get into is, is this kind of an opening night rotation or is this a mid-season
1: rotation? Because that's going to change everything. Let, let's do a March rotation and everyone's healthy. So it's closer to end of season. Because oh, okay. I'm more interested in the ideal version of this Nuggets team. And this, by the way, also factors in Christian Brown having five months of NBA basketball under his belt. So I don't know if he breaks your rotation, but let's just assume that it's March and he's played 600 minutes i don't know 500 minutes whatever we kind of expect a rookie to play by then all right well then bruce brown is coming in for michael porter jr and michael porter
2: will be staggering with the second unit
1: that's uh the wrong brown chris brown is going to be the reed brown brown there kale yeah that's that's going to be so up top um that's good that's bruce brown again is that bruce brown you thought was coming in or no bruce, bruce brown? brown bruce bruce brown bruce oh, brown, is brown. So definitely coming good. in at small forward for the rest of the quarter
2: uh it, it could be the i think you're probably going for about four minutes there and then mpj will come back in at about the 10 11 minute mark
1: who who had this rotation last year who is this akin to is there anyone well it was nobody because denver didn't
2: really have anybody that they could stagger that was the big problem about last year was that all of the starters were so dependent on Jokic that Denver kind of had to ride that big starting group. And then they went with a 10 man rotation. I think they're going to go down to nine. I
0: think that that's, that's almost a shoe mm. in this case. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. Interesting.
0: What about, wow. um, that's a, that's a move from Mike Malone. That's not a <laughs> Michael Malone. Move. That's Mike Malone.
1: <laughs> Jokic plays nine minutes. Is that going to yeah, change?
2: I, I think he'll play 10 at that, at that bar. Really? He'll go, he'll go up to, he'll yeah. go up to where MPJ kind of comes, comes in.
1: Oh, wow. I like I like the idea of him playing 10 minutes straight instead of whatever, so I, I'm i okay with this. I think that's what he usually does, no? It's like he's I mean,
2: it's... He, Michael Malone loves to play him 9, but he always plays him 10.
0: He right. always plays in that
1: extra possession. <laughs> all right, where else are we going here?
2: Well, Gordon will be on the court for probably 8 to 9 minutes in all likelihood, and then I guess KCP's probably in there for about that same time. The biggest question I think where you get into is when does Bones come in and does he play with Murray or does he play instead?
1: First of all, I did this the other day. I was trying to make this is so hard, like because you start to get in. There's natural areas you can kind of do this. But then like those questions you're talking about, there's lineups I just want to get to and I can't get to them naturally. Like I just can't. (laughs) Um, So it's 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 a very difficult exercise. Um, I agree with you, by the way, that I think it makes sense to give Gor- Jokic Gordon and just almost match Jokic's minutes with Gordon. I know there's always a, like a minute or two that are different. But to me, of all the players that you would match Jokic with, Gordon is the most likely, including Murray and MPJ.
2: Yeah, so I think you're probably playing Murray eight minutes at that point. He's going up to the eight-minute mark, and then Bones comes in okay. for him. So, so Murray keep...
1: up to eight minutes.
2: And then you have uh, – let's go with – See, this is, this is, I think, the, the big crux of this, because you're going to have nine in this rotation. So both comes in at
1: the eight-minute mark, minute. you're saying?
2: Yes. Yes, he'll come in at the eight, and then he'll play about, with you, Kale. He'll play about to the six-minute mark of the second quarter. That would be my guess. All at point guard? All at point guard. Okay. And then your biggest question at that point is, who is the ninth man? Because I think Zeke is going to be your eighth man. Are you going to play another guard or wing, or are you going to play another big? Because I think is he coming in just at the end of Aaron Gordon? I think he's coming into the end of Aaron Gordon, and then you're going to decide whether he's going to play the five as the backup or the four as the backup. Because if MPJ is coming back in, I think there's an argument that he plays the four with the backup unit.
1: Oh, and then he becomes the five. So this is a really effed up. (laughs) He might be. See, that's (laughs) the whole thing for me because I think. Damn. Well, we are
0: doing this in March. Who knows what's gonna happen in March? I think to start of the season, DeAndre Jordan is in the rotation. Now we'll see what happens <laughs> in, you in really, the dude? third. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've written this and talked about it on this pod. I think he's playing 10 minutes a game. That's what he's penciled in for to start the
1: season. Now this is in March, so there's who knows, no way but... he's in the rotation in March. I just there's, zero. <laughs> there's no way he's in it. I don't think he was brought in to be that. If you get to that point, and by the way, the only way he would be in it is if it's like, you know, he, did, he injuries or something went really all right. But I think the Nuggets get to this point where they're trying to get their playoff rotate or like who they are. There's just I cannot see him being part of this. Okay, so
2: Kale, can you make uh, if if that's the case, then I think we're going small. Kale, can you make MPJ the four in those uh, second so he's that, that second be stint? So he's going to be red in that and then like the first four minutes of the second quarter.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. I like him at four though. So it makes sense that he should play, you know, a decent portion of his minutes. Right. At that there.
2: And then I think you've got, uh, you've got probably Christian Brown in all likelihood coming in for KCP at the, uh, at the 10 minute mark. Yeah. At the the 10 minute mark right there and play him along with MPJ until the four minute mark.
1: Okay, that makes sense. All at shooting guard. I like this. So Bones yeah. and Christian Brown being going to be mirroring minutes a lot. Yeah. Okay. That's, the, uh,
2: that's probably what you're looking at where you've got Bones, he can be that, that handler and then you've got Christian Brown can kind of be that, that complementary defensive piece.
1: So is Bruce, Bruce Brown,
2: he's playing this whole time, isn't he? Yeah, he's playing at the small forward this whole time. When? And then Zeke, uh, he'll play he'll play until the six minute mark. Ooh, that's a long stint mm-hmm okay but it's good like you you want them to play those minutes i feel um zeke will play until the five minute mark in the second quarter at the at the five and then that's when jokic will come back in
1: okay i like this interesting yeah all right so um, that bench lineup the minutes you're getting the most are bones and mpj as your primary scorers offensive pl- weapons with brown brown and zeke around them that's That's, in theory, a lot of offense, and your defense is coming from Zeke Brown and Brown. That's a good defense. That's kind of a good balance. What's interesting about this lineup is it puts a lot of emphasis on Michael Porter and Bones, which I love. I honestly love it. Like, the best case scenario for the Nuggets is that those two guys ascend to being number one option type players in certain moments. So, and this is the moment's.
2: And, and honestly, like, like when you think about what Bones is going to have to do for that second unit, there's going to be minutes where none of Jokic, Murray, or Porter are going to be on the court with him. He's going to have to carry that entire thing. And one of the things about last year, Cousins was able to carry a higher usage. Zeke Naji's not doing that. Jeff Green's not doing right. that. DeAndre Jordan's not doing that. So it's oh, going to have to come, come from somewhere. Jeff Bummer. Green
0: in this lineup at all? No, like he, he's probably the guy that you cut wow I jeff don't... green's definitely going to be in this lineup um <laughs> i'm like 100 confident in that man like i like this is putting an incredible amount of pressure on zeke naji at the five which and michael malone said this on record three weeks ago he said zeke naji
1: is a power forward so well if, if that's the case harrison then you're probably cutting zeke Man, so we're going to call this Zeke. We're going to have to call it him slash Jeff because I, now that we're doing this, I like this rotation a lot. I'm just not sure which guy it is. (laughs) Like, I think it makes more sense for it to be Zeke. They want it to be Zeke. Man, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one because there is a chance it's both of them. And then, like, you cut out this Christian Brown minutes, which is what I think the season begins as, by the way. But. If you talk about the best rotation for the Nuggets, it's that Christian Brown is good enough to earn this, that he's better than Davon Reed and better than playing one of Zeke or Jeff. Like you only need one of them at that point. I don't know if it'll, I, I would bet on it to happen by the way. I actually think there's a good better chance than people think. Um, I think it's more likely Jeff Green than Zeke Najee.
0: If I just pick one.
2: Honestly, like if you've, if you've got Porter and Jeff Green as your your second unit front court, I think that's okay I think Zeke is kind of the higher ceiling play if you're, you're still yeah, getting that, that elite floor spacing and hopefully he kind of works into a roller every now and then but you, you want to space the court because Bones is going to ISO
1: Porter's going to ISO you're going to find opportunities for those guys to do it yeah. um, let's take, let's take, a, let's take oh. a quick break here um, okay. we're going to get another ad read in on the other side we'll finish off uh, the second half the second quarter and the second half
0: guys Evoca TV. If you want to watch Nuggets, Avs, Rapids games next season, you got to get Evoca TV. Go to evaka.tv slash DNVR. Use the promo code DNVR. You're going to get $10 off your first three months of Evoca TV. That's only $15 a month for those first three months. You get a receiver for free, no contracts, no hidden fees. That's what Evoca TV is all about. They've got Altitude Sports, AT&T Sportsnet. Watch the Nuggets. Watch the Rockies right now if you dare. Watch the halves next season. Other national channels as well. Get set up with them right now so you're ready to go in the fall. Evaca.tv slash dnvr. Make sure to use the promo code dnvr. Get $10 off those first three months of Evoca TV. Um, also, FOCO got to talk about our friends over at Foco. Uh, Nuggets fans, your home for Denver sports coverage. DNVR is partnering with a leader in sports, merchandise, and collectibles. We've teamed up with Foco to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around. Celebrate the Nuggets back-to-back MVP with his newly released Nikola Jokic MVP bobblehead or find your fandom with Foco's other officially licensed Nuggets gear. Check out their gear and merch for other Denver sports teams, including the new Rocky City Connect bobbleheads and much more, head over to foco.com or you can click the link below in the YouTube description for all non-presale items. You're going to use the code DNVR and you're going to get 10% off. So use the code DNVR on all non-presale items for 10% off at foco.com. All right, I also want to throw out a DraftKings pick of the week here real quick before we get back to the show. Over-unders are out. Win totals are out on DraftKings Sportsbook. The Nuggets, 49 And a half, that's minus 135. Look, the Nuggets always hit their over. You guys know me. You know what I think of this team this season. I think they're going to be incredible in the regular season. I'm going over 49 and a half wins for the Nuggets, for the DraftKings Pick of the Week.
1: All right, final segment here. We got Ryan Blackburn uh, from Mile High Sports and the Pickaxe Enroll podcast. All right, what are we going here? We're Yoke back in. We're bringing Yoke back in
2: at that point. But right before that, at the five-minute mark, I want to get Murray at the shooting guard spot. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. Just for those two minutes, maybe maybe just a little bit more, depending on how KCP is playing and when you want him to bring him back in. But I do think you want to get some Bones and Murray out there, at least a little bit. This is a good, I think, mix-up of what Denver wants to do. And, and getting Murray and Bones kind of used to playing next to each other, I think, is important.
1: The thing I hate about this is it is the staggered, like you get one minute of Murray and bones and one minute of Murray bones and Jokic. So like, and it is, does work that way. Um, sometimes, although sometimes you go to the scores table and wait a minute and it doesn't matter then. So, but, but it's interesting nonetheless. I agree with you. I I like getting those minutes together. Um, I wish we could get more. Maybe we'll see that in the second half. I think we're going to get a lot. I I think we're honestly going to see a lot of bones
0: Murray minutes this season and a lot of, Bruce Brown Murray minutes where they're playing Jamal Murray off the ball I think he could play off the ball the most he ever has in his career this season just coming back from the injury I think that's gonna just take some you know just wear and tear off his body playing him off the ball as well I just think that's gonna be a big priority for Denver Um, all
1: right
0: what's next
2: Next is this is an interesting one because I I kind of screwed up the Aaron Gordon part of this a little bit. Uh, this is this is where it gets this is where it gets a little tough because you've got Zeke, you've got Jeff down there. Uh, one of those guys I think is going to have to slot in at the four a little bit. Uh, we've got we've got a little bit. We might have to play MPJ one extra minute at the four uh, going into like the five minute mark just to make this good. Because you don't want uh, I don't think you want Aaron Gordon playing 34 minutes a night. So you've got Gordon coming back in at the four. Uh, he's he's going to play right where uh, MPJ is kind of coming off the court. And then Porter's going to have to rest a little bit. How long he rests, I think, is up to you guys. I think it's either a three or a four minute stretch. But there's going to be some time there where Denver doesn't have their full starting unit out there. So does he come in with three minutes left? Is that a common thing? or is it's, it... it might be kind of pushed back a little bit so that he like leaves the court at the the four minute mark comes back in at the
1: eight minute mark or so but that's probably what you're looking at man that seems, that's a lot of minutes and that's a weird rest schedule for MPJ one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 12 13 14 15 16 17. I don't think he's playing 34 minutes I just don't see it so this maybe is more of a three minute
2: Then you're probably going uh, you're gonna push Gordon up one and Porter back okay. one in that second quarter. Um, okay, so makes Gordon kind of comes in just a little bit earlier and he's nice. going to be the guy that plays 34. And, and that's probably fine. Like this is, this Man. is more of a preference thing.
1: Interesting. Maybe,
2: maybe you take Gordon out a little bit earlier in the first quarter and you have Zeke or Jeff kind of coming as that, that second power forward minute right there uh, kind of in that first quarter. But this is, this is where things get really complicated because yeah. Denver's going to have some problems. Um, and Kale, by the way, make sure to extend MPJ up one minute at the nine minute mark, second quarter. Uh, second quarter. Second quarter. I got, I got you. I got you right yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. At that point, I think you've got, so right there, you have this lineup for a couple minutes here, or one to two minutes of, you've got Bones, you've got Murray, you've got Bruce Brown, you've got Aaron Gordon a little bit, and you've got Jokic. I think Bruce Brown or Bones has to stay on the court for those next couple minutes while KCP comes in and Murray moves back to the point.
1: So where are we at? Murray is point the rest of the way, right?
2: Yeah, I think you're probably going point the rest of the way here. Okay. And you're probably going KCP at the two the rest of the way here. Starting where? Uh, the, that seven-minute mark right there. Right here? Yeah. Oh uh, Well, I think Kale got it. Okay. Um, and so you've got this gap rest. here you've got this gap here where either Bruce Brown is going to play those, uh, that seven to eight minute stretch or bones is going to play that seven, eight minute stretch, but I think it's going to be Bruce Brown. So I think you're probably just extending him those last couple of minutes right here. He's going to play. Uh, well, Oops. no, Oops. I, Sorry, I think yeah. gale has got it right go.
1: there. Um, Man, that's a lot of minutes for Bruce Brown. Uh, you had it. You had correct color. Kale. Um, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 straight minutes every game.
2: I that's probably what they brought him into play, honestly. Like you, is that you have common? I think it is if you're if you're going like sixth man of the year type, uh six yes. seventh man, and Ooh, uh, yeah, that's gonna like have a that. Monte
0: Morris schedule.
2: And
1: uh yeah. change change the, the color, of color the yellow. Okay. okay.
2: And then you're probably just copying this rotation for the second half.
1: That's my really? that's my
2: guess. Um would, would you what would you change?
1: I would almost wonder if you want more minutes for Bones uh, in that second half. Like Bones – I'm sorry, Bones and Murray.
2: It's possible. Maybe you take Porter out just a little bit earlier and bring Murray back
0: in a little bit earlier. How many total minutes is Bones playing right now with
1: this? Actually, I could see Right now it's only 20. Yeah, that's
0: not enough. I mean, he played 20 minutes a game last year, so – like, that's probably the one thing here. He's got to be playing what? 25 minutes a game this season? I would think. Um, it's tough. Like, this is your, you're, because you've got Bruce Brown as kind of your nominal
2: two, three. You've got uh, Bones as your kind of nominal one, but he's backing up somebody, and both of those guys are backing up somebody. So it's going to be hard. Are, are you taking KCP yeah. off the court a little bit more because he's at 30 right now? I think that's, that's probably around where he's going to sit.
0: I mean, I think my, My overall impression is probably slightly fewer minutes for Murray and MPJ and a little more for Bones. Okay. Then you might
2: might take Murray out just a little bit earlier in that first quarter and get Bones a couple extra minutes there. You could also bring back in Murray for Christian Brown a little bit earlier in that second quarter and – Oh no, uh, bring him in for a Christian Brown kale. So you've got a so you've got probably like the second and third uh second or third and fourth minute in the second quarter uh, for Christian Brown. Take those out and give them to Murray.
1: And I add up the minute totals here for these guys. Yeah, That's a little bit
2: high. Uh bring uh bring Bones in a little bit earlier for Murray in the first quarter kale. So, you've got like the, the seven minute mark, just so Murray's not playing 36 a
1: night. <laughs> Fresh off injury, rolling him out yeah. there for 36. So, they get yeah, like, I would be. I would
0: be surprised if yeah. Jamal Murray's playing over 30, you know,
1: one or two minutes a night in really? any At the of end of season. the season, though, at, I mean, because I agree with you, but this is like. I'm really just trying to capture what is the rotation heading into the playoffs, not the playoffs, but you know, that last couple weeks, meaning this is the ultimate, the nuggets are, are peaking. They're getting, they're rounding into form. Yeah. They've got the number one seed by five games. So. <laughs> well, in that case, lower everybody's minute total by like five minutes, but no, I just mean like yeah, I they're, know. they're gearing up for battle and we got everything here. So um, it's hmm. tough.
2: Like when, when you get somebody staggering with that second unit, like MPJ, you're usually going to play that guy 34, 36 minutes a night sometimes. And he's probably not the guy that you want playing that, but he's also the natural player to play that in in Denver's rotation here, where I think Bones and and MPJ, I think is a more natural fit in most cases than Bones and Jamal Murray. And you you want uh, to give those guys opportunities to shine in that second unit because Porter's not going to get a lot of those types of
1: opportunities with the first unit. I think yeah. what this experiment shows us is that the, it's not super intuitive what the Nuggets' top nine guys will be. I mean, we just did an entire rotation where we combined Jeff Green and, and Zeke Nagy. There is a chance that both of those guys play and this entire experiment changes. I think that the guys' bones and Bruce Brown are like locks. They're going to play a lot of minutes. It, their roles might change based on is Bruce Brown going to move up to two and you're going to do something else or you know what have you. I do think the Christian Brown slash Davon Reed thing, you could just, it could be one or not the other. Like if Christian Brown is just not good this year, if he's not ready, Right. I do think there's a world where if everything else breaks the same, okay, fine. Davon Reed is that guy, but the minutes don't change. Like you're just putting him in that exact same role more or less um, because in theory, they fill similar niches. Like they're, re- they're okay offensive players and they should be okay defensive players. Christian Brown a little better defensively, but you know both guys should be able to play that role. And we also
2: have we also have Porter at the 4 in those second unit minutes he could move to mm-hmm. the 3. I don't think there's any question right. about that that if you're if you're trying to get Jeff Green back on the court, if you're trying to play him with Zeke Naji and then MPJ together, there's, there's that's fine. Like it's not a it's not the worst line. It's actually it's not my favorite because I feel like you want the spacing from Porter at the 4. I agree. That's it's like it just seems like one of Denver's best weapons with that second unit.
1: If they are going to stagger Michael Porter heavily with the bench, which he's the one starter that staggers the most. Like if you look at the starters, they're kind of in blocks. He's the one that's kind of on an island with the bench. And I like that because to me it makes the most sense. And then you do tailor that lineup a little bit more to his skill set. He becomes a cornerstone piece of the bench, him and Bones. So you're almost trying to fit it around him. And I'm with you. I think that moves him more to the four. But it could be the three. Maybe you like because of how unique Zeke and Jeff Green are as a 4-5 combo, It's one of those things where offensively who's the four doesn't really matter. They're all kind of in a weird spot. It's more about who you guard. Um, So I can kind of see it. How close how, what are the odds that this is close to what the actual rotation is? Meaning we're doing this logically it's sound, but what are the chances that it's actually like, what's the variables or the variance? Oh, the health is
2: probably the biggest question mark, of course, because at, at some point you're going to have one of these guys is going to miss some time. They're going to roll an ankle. They're going to, have a bum hamstring at some point. And so that's that's probably the biggest question mark. Uh, but like, I think you've got, like if you if you believe that Porter is going to stagger with the second unit, this is probably the most logical way to go. Uh, Jokic is always going to play his normal rotation and then you base everything off of that. I think if you have one of Jokic or MPJ at, on the court at all times or pretty close to it, then you're doing pretty well. And then you kind of work in Murray with both uh MPJ and Bones and Jokic, all of those guys. And it's, it's just about finding the right mix around those four, because I think that's probably how Denver's going to base a lot of their lineups. It's not going to be from a defensive perspective. It's going to be to make sure that the offense is healthy. It's, a, it's running in those cases. And then you get enough defense beyond that.
1: It's also worth noting that you only get two minutes per game in this rotation with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter on the court without Jokic, which is kind of an mm-hmm. interesting sort of thing. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, uh, as well as obviously those very few minutes with Bones, MP, or Bones Murray, and Jokic. Very, very few minutes of those. So some sacrifice has to be made somewhere. Those are some of the lineups that do it. Ryan, this was a fun experiment. We were going to get to hot takes, but I guess we could save that for another, uh, another show, another day. Um, but that just shows this was fun, kind of doing it live. I think it made if you listen to the show as a podcast, hopefully you could follow along. But if not, this might be a great one for you to check out on our YouTube channel um, because it was a very the visual. I think really helps picture what what this looks like as a rotation. Um, any final thoughts about the rotation, Ryan?
2: Uh, I do have one final hot take. No, like throw it at let's me. I want to hear it. it. Let's hear it. Is is Bones going to be the second leading scorer on the team?
0: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
1: that's really it only 20
0: minutes a game that's gonna be 12. well he, i think this this assumes that he's
2: gonna play a little bit more and he's also gonna start in those times where where murray's gonna sit so there's there's yeah. something there but I, I think it's i think he's in line for a big year i wrote about him today. really he's he's going to have like it, it has to happen because if it doesn't happen Denver's screwed like they don't have another great option behind him. so we're gonna we're gonna see
1: I've been saying this this year when people have been talking about, I don't think anybody's talking about him as the second leading scorer, but people talking about him as being as good or, you know, meaningfully better second year improvement for him. And I just keep saying last year, there really wasn't a lot of pressure. This year, there's a lot. And I don't think people quite realize as we filled out that rotation, bones was the easiest guy to fill out because his role is so obvious backup point guard. If not to your point, Denver screwed. I don't know if they need him to score 20 points, but I do think that they need him to be good. Very good and consistent. And that is a weird pressure for a guy that really hasn't proven to be consistent yet at the NBA level. He's been very good, but now he, now he goes into a sophomore season. My hot take, honestly, and I've said this before, but I think that Michael Porter is the second leading scorer through Christmas. And some of this just has to do, some of this has to do with, I'm not sure he's, over a 30-game sample size of as good of a score as Jamal Murray anyway. He just gets fewer chances as to that, and he might not get fewer chances over the first 30 games of the season. He might actually get more. I don't know. He might get zero. We don't know. We haven't even seen or heard an update from him this whole time, but that was my hot take. You went way hotter with Bones passing both of them. It'll
2: be fun, though. We're, we're going to see.
1: Everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, uh, and subscribe to the podcast in case you ever miss the live show. We're going to be at twelve thirty for the rest of the week and the rest of the month, so you're going to want to uh, you know tune in an hour early for that. And then, of course, check out all the great things that Ryan Blackburn is doing over at Mile High Sports, and then with that uh, pick, uh, Pickaxe and Roll podcast. Thanks, everybody. Hit that like button on the way out.